Bumpy. <laughs> Should have saved my groan uh, for this week. It is the Nico and Chris Bears Post Game Wrap Up Podcast Show featuring Nico and Chris. I'm Nico. And I'm Chris, and your Chicago Bears fucking suck. Final score 38 to 3, Tampa Bay. In Tampa. Uh, drops the Bears to 3 and 4. Uh, Tampa Bay is a lot better and a better team. And uh, yeah, uh, yeah, Chris is right. The Bears fucking suck. And. Uh, not a lot to say. Every phase of the ball was fucking terrible. Yeah, pretty much. There's no nothing positive to take out of this one. At least with last week's game, yeah, it sucks they lost to the Packers, but at least it was a close game. There was a chance that they could win. Relatively close. Yeah, there, yeah. there was a point where you knew Green Bay was going to come off with that one. This game, 35 points in the first half. Yes, yeah, 35 by Tampa Bay. Or was it 30? Yeah, it was 35 to nothing going into the uh, second half. So, yeah. Um, a rare Cairo Santos sighting. Yeah, he actually got to kick a field goal, and he made it because Nagy doesn't let him kick a field goal ever. Uh, before we get going, uh, please make sure to follow the show at NC Bearscast on uh, Instagram and Twitter, and listen to where you listen to podcasts because we're on a lot of places now. So, Janico Space and Space Chris on Spotify. Yeah, we're the only podcast that pops up. Yeah, pretty much. We're, we're because Spotify is racist against people named Nico and Chris. Right, right. You can't be, actually. Um, it's in most of it. It's just asterisk and asterisks. They don't like our names together in the same sentence. It uh, it's a really weird policy they got at the Spotify. Apple's worse. Um, we're, we've actually been shadow banned. So you know, but it's because of my views on Vietnam. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> It was a hoax. <laughs> Vietnam did 9-11. It. <laughs> That's more entertaining than the shit check we just watched in the last three hours. Um, the very yeah, first- we seriously, folks, we debated starting this podcast at halftime. <laughs> Go get a good night's rest for a good Monday morning day at work. <laughs> the first, well, I mean, you've actually got more work than I got ahead of me this week. That's for sure. Um, the first drive ended so poorly... Like, it was done in, like, four seconds. I think they got the ball and they just gave it back to them. They won the coin toss and took the ball, which you don't fucking do, period. I mean, yeah, you don't. And at the same time, like, what are you trying to pull? Like, I mean, have you watched your offense the last month? Even though we were were begging for fields, you know. uh, Final numbers on fields while it's on the screen and fresh in our memory right now. 22 for 32, 184 yards, three interceptions. God, Tracy Wilson is short. Right, unless t- unless Tom Brady's standing on a box or something just to appear tall. <laughs> yeah, or he's seven foot nine. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I don't know what yeah, Bears. The, the, team- the Bears they they took the ball and immediately went three and out. Oh, here's a stat for you, real quick. Coming into this game, the the Bucks were favored by twelve. Um, not only coming into this game were they two and zero. Oh, uh, when they were the double-digit favorite coming in. Right. They're also undefeated at home when they're the double-digit favorite since Tom Brady's become their quarterback. Also, uh, his last loss, period, I believe, as a starter, Tom Brady, was to the Chicago Bears last year. Well, they're 6-1, and one, so... Or at home or whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, probably at home, yeah, yeah. I think, I think you're talking about the home record. Their home record yeah. is great with Tom Brady right now, yeah. Um... Yeah, also this year for teams with a double digit uh uh before this game a double digit uh thing uh, in the you know double digits uh, uh you know double digits uh, yeah, I can't remember what I just said 2 seconds ago. The digits teams that are favored that by double. double digits this season in the NFL were undefeated coming into this weekend. So 
the odds makers know exactly who's going to win what. We we I, when I was twelve, I knew the Bears had no chance of any close to twelve. Dude, to, there's a prayer circle back there. <laughs> oh my god! The fact that they didn't even get close to thirty is uh, is uh, fucking annoying. Um, and as we joked earlier, the the Texans, the Houston Texans, the really bad Houston Texans, scored five points today. That's how you should feel about the Bears right now as an offense. Where did Carolina end up? They had three for the day. So the Bears against the Carolina. New York Giants. Yes, against the New York Giants. And so. even they only scored twenty five. But that's that's the Panthers versus the Titans. And the Kansas City Chiefs also scored three today. So. You know, and the Chiefs have not been very good this year, but the Chiefs are just as good as the Bears right now, obviously on offense, because they can't score a lick either. Uh, they're also three and four, right? They are. They're not very good. The difference is is that you expect this being three and four right now before the season even started, because we all thought it'd be Andy Dalton starting every game and no Tevin Jenkins and no real production from anybody. Three and four is almost insane that the Bears are that record. Kansas City being three and four is, is sucks for Kansas City because everybody had them going sixteen and one. I'm sure so you're steamrolling themselves right back into the Super Bowl. Um, we knew where. I think it's safe to perspective yours and mine. And I don't want to speak for you if you if you want to disagree. Please, please stop me. We knew where the Bears stop. That was a joke. <laughs> we knew how good the much Bears like this be. team. Am I right? <laughs> hey, we knew where the Bears were talent wise going to be coming into this season, and we talked about this earlier before the show. Um, Justin Fields. A lot of people on Twitter are already like, "See, we told you Justin Fields wasn't good." But when you look at Justin Fields, it's the potential of the game that he brings. That that's why you want him on the field. Now, whether the Bears can execute it, that's the thing you have to question. Because it's not even so much can the Bears execute it. They don't have the players. You look at Tampa Bay, and they're outplay. They're missing Gronk and Antonio Bryant on on offense. Doesn't matter. Mike Evans was already their best wide receiver. Before Antonio this. Brown. You mean? Who did I say? Antonio Bryant. Bryant. Oh, Antonio Brown. I'm sorry. Um, I've made that mistake before. Um, they still got Giovanni Bernard. They got Leonard Fournette. They've got uh, Chris Godwin. They've got tons of good players already on the offense. That's stacked. Yeah, even without several first stringers, you're right. <laughs> they're still not playing an NFL team in the <laughs> yeah. Chicago Bears. Yeah, there's just a, we talk about this a ton while we're watching the game. When you watch the Bears try to play on offense, it looks like an intramural squad. Right, and that's why I go back to what you said a few minutes ago about why take the ball first, why not just defer? Because the Bears are not a team, especially this last month. Yeah, we really gushed about that Raiders victory, but the Bears are not a team that scores. Right. They, they don't like they don't strike first, and they don't strike hard because they don't strike. Yeah, you period. actually have to do the striking part first. You actually have to do the thing where you get positive yards and get positive plays. That's you know. stomping brought to you by my kids. Yeah, they're 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 actually sponsor working. of this show is my kids upstairs <laughs> stamping around. Uh, wild horses. That's what they are. Uh, yeah, that's it's fair. It's fair to say that because, and I go back to everyone's going fire Nagy, fire Nagy, and I get it. It's fair. It's fair, but you got to fire Ryan Pace too. You got to look at the guy who constructed this team, and this is seven years in the making. I said it last season. He's had this job for now seven freaking years, and the offense is still just as bad as when he inherited it. You know what I mean? Right. And I'm not going to say fire Bill Lazor because it's really not his fault, but whoever brought this playbook. Fire them. 
Well, I, I just I think I think it's part and parcel of the fact that you do have a rookie quarterback with a lot of guys who are mostly and mid- his O line is trash. Yeah, the, oh, again, I, what did I say before the the start? You know, Jason Peters was on a fishing boat in the middle of August. Yeah, he was not trained to play in the NFL. He 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 didn't retire because he knew a team would need his services sooner or later. And actually, it's not even Jason Peters' fault. He's playing as well as a thirty nine year old can play right now. But it's the Bears' fault for getting rid of Charles Leno and for putting all their all their resources into Tevin Jenkins, and then he has a bad back. And then the you know another offensive lineman that they were hoping for, Larry Borum, hasn't played since game one. I think he's still on IR. Tariq Cohen, hoping they would get Tariq Cohen back, he's still on the physically unable to perform list. So, yeah, there's some pieces that the Bears need, but your best receiver is still Allen Robinson, and you can't get him the ball. Again, we, we forget for stretches at a time he's on the team. They throw the ball to Darnell Mooney a lot, which is fine. Darnell Mooney's a talented guy. But, you know, you, you forget that that's it. You go, you go Robinson, Mooney. That's it. You don't have any other talented wide receivers. Cole Komet can catch then the ball. you go to the you... running game. Uh, I, uh, Graham was out this week with Graham, COVID. He sat. They, they, he was inactive. That means they probably just sat him. They didn't even dress him. They don't even throw him the ball anymore. <laughs> and they're paying him $8 million to not he throw him the ball. He was on a technicality on the COVID list this week. Yeah, exactly. They, they just they, they don't. Now the, the other six weeks, who knows? But <laughs> he just happens to come to the Bears. That's all. I think we're in. okay. After that, uh, uh, slight uh, bro. So anyway, I think we're talking about receivers and how yes. nobody can get open. No one can get open. Jimmy Graham doesn't play for this team anymore, even though he right, likes to check. Cole Komet missed the Captain t- COVID himself. Yeah, missed the pass he should have got. Jesper Horstead. I mean, look. Yeah, Jesper Horstead had that crucial drop at the end zone. When they were down by 35. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> very crucial drop. He could have cost them the game with that drop. No, earlier on. Was it early? Uh, the, because the next play was an interception. Yeah, that's another thing, too. Like, he threw... I think Justin Fields got frustrated at the point. Yeah, I mean, this I'm was guessing. only when they were down 21-0. to They still had the game well in hand. <laughs> I, I, and I, I mean, I'm just guessing, but I think there were times where Justin Fields was just so frustrated. He's like, I'm going to have to try to win this, which is something that he could do at Ohio State, you know, as... You know, as the quarterback that he was there, but this is the NFL. You can't just play harder into success. You can certainly try, but especially as the quarterback, like you've got to be. You just you can only play with what you have around you, and you know that's why you have to blame Ryan Pace for all this shit because this is year seven. Oh yeah, it doesn't get better. You can't keep getting better like this. You can't keep. I hate when fans give him credit. I hate cutting you off. I hate when fans give him credit. Like, well, you know, you still. Pick For the record, he does not hate cutting me off. It does, true. I don't. Love it. He still was oh, that Dylan Ryder. Kidding. <laughs> I thought it was. <laughs> I thought so. Uh, <laughs> he still loves getting. You know, people still love giving him the. Uh, the credit for like hitting on late round picks. Well, you're supposed to hit on all your picks. You're not supposed to draft Kevin White and hope he never, you know, produces for you. Right. That's that's not good. That doesn't look good for you. You're not supposed to trade everything up for Mitch Trubisky and then realize that he was a medium talent at best. You know what I mean? And that you didn't have the system to not only develop him but then give him a coach who doesn't want to develop him after he gets frustrated with him. You know, and it's not like they didn't give Mitch weapons. They bought him weapons. 
They gave him Allen Robinson and Taylor Gabriel and Trey Burton, who doesn't know how to play football when he doesn't want to. You know, <laughs> it, 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 the failure comes from above. Okay, I could see if this was like a well-run organization, which it's never been. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not in my experience. Yeah, but. You know, and, and we and we drank the Kool Aid before. Uh, you know, we've been fans going on six, seven weeks now. Right, exactly. At least since August. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's an organiza- organizational failure. Everyone wants to blame Justin Fields, and that's fine because he's the one holding the ball and making mistakes. But it's just, it's just one of those things where you can't just blame him a hundred percent. You have to look at the the people around him. And right now, it just you know, he's not playing with a full deck of cards. Tom Brady, the reason he signed with Tampa Bay is because they were already a talented team. And look at who he has around him. Right. Mike Evans, uh, Goodwin. And he's t- got uh, Leonard Fournette at running back. He's got Rob Gronkowski when he's healthy. He's got Antonio Brown. Uh, yeah, Godwin. He's got Scotty Miller who caught that pass in the NFC Championship game. And he's got a, an offensive-minded coach and Bruce Arians who loves veterans. And they've not only And got what a- almost every other team in the NFL has, a competent offensive line. And they have a defense that can fucking match up with them. They've got... And the, the Bears have a good defense. The Bears have just as good a defense as the Bucks, But they can't do anything when the offense doesn't give them a chance. And that's the thing. But look... The Bears go three and out to start the game. Bucks get the ball. They score pretty quickly, right? So, right away, defense on the field. Bears get the ball back. Bucks, if Bears get the ball back. Punt. Bucks score again. And it was within. There was, what, it was 21 to nothing before the first quarter was done. Right. I believe. Six seconds uh, to go. At game's end, the Bucks had six possessions that started with short field. Yeah, and, it, and that is great for an offense. That's what you want as an offense. You don't want to fight uphill all the time. And where do the Bears always start? They might as well start in the parking lot. They probably have a better chance of scoring if they're out there. Okay, uh, Hicks was out today, but I mean, a, a defense should be a little deeper than to rely on one person. Now, well, Akeem Hicks is a person you should and can rely on, but at the same time, there's how many other people at how many other positions on defense? Right. And then. Thank you. Know, you. And then you have Bilal love you Nichols, too. Ball Nichols punching somebody in the middle of the game, getting ejected. Cleo Mack only had one supposed attack. I mean, that was late in the third quarter, and they yeah, were pretty I mean, much the out of the game anyway. So high. I get it. I, I I think it's it's just one of those things where you look at you can just look across the aisle. You can just look. It's like looking at a parallel universe right now of teams. You look at the Bears, you look at the Bucks, and you realize who's the team that's better built for success right now. And we know. And, I mean, the Bucks won a Super Bowl. So it goes without asking that question. I don't have to ask that question. But you look at what's happened. This is a Bucks team that's been being built for years, even before Tom Brady got there. And also, since we brought up the Nagy thing, Bruce Arians is a player's coach. Always he is, has been. Yeah, he's, he's incredible at what he does, and he will support the players 100% in both their decisions on and off the field. Mm-hmm. Matt Nagy is somebody who he wants to coach a winning team at all costs. Right. And we, we're seeing the cost of that now is that he doesn't give a flying fuck about his players. He just wants what he has in place to work. Right. I, I just, and I, I kind of agree with that. I, I think. He's willing to. He's okay, willing it's, to, it's a piece no, no, of the puzzle. Like, 
no, no, said yeah. before. It's not 100% on him, but he he's is not to, somebody who coaches players. Right. He's willing to not swallow any pride while also, like, trying to make it a team effort. Yeah, he, he And that's why the Mitch thing failed, because it took a Bill Lazor to be like, okay, we know he can't do this, so let's just take away what he can't do, and let's just try to see what he can do with what his limited abilities are. Yep. And that's why Nagy's not good for the position. He's not a right. teacher. He's not a mentor. He thinks his football mentality is what's going to work, and that's where his brain shuts off. Right, and there are He guys, can't think beyond that. Right, and there are guys who... I mean, guys... It, it takes certain guys an extra job or two before they get... But, you know, I also get Mac Nagy's ideal, too, because this could be his only NFL head coaching job, too. He may never get hired again as a head coach. Um, Will not ever get hired again as an NFL head coach. <laughs> All right. I spoke too soon. Uh, but so him and Vic Fangio are going to be at the bar together in, like, two years. I mean... We had it all. We had, <laughs> like that Mr. Belding picture. That's exactly what I had in my head when I said that. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I you know two weeks ago when the... Bill the bear the Bills when the Bears beat the Raiders I said the Bears could go maybe two and two in this four game stretch well they're zero and two now so they only have to go two and zero before they go to the bye week. <laughs> um, well, uh, what's uh, who do they play on Halloween? They play, the week after that is Monday Night Football against I Pittsburgh. I believe, and I'm taking a guess right now. I'm, I'm Sheets is going right to that game, right? I I'm, believe I'm stalling the Ravens next week. Yes, I believe you're right. The body more. The Ravens. More Ravens, who did lose today to the uh, bad. No, 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 nope, nope. Sorry, I misspoke. They play the San Francisco in Chicago, which could be a game they win because San Francisco has been playing underneath their talent. Um, they haven't been playing that well. At the same time, I say that out loud, going like, "You fool! They could lose." <laughs> if they win, I will shit my pants. I'll say okay, that for sure. We'll get to the prediction portion of the show later, but yeah, I don't see the Bears winning. Yeah, so next week on Halloween, the Nooner game is uh, uh, Niners at Bears, and then the week after, which is the Monday night game, yeah, it's Bears at Steelers. Great. I gotta be up late. (laughs) Oh, Lord. And then, uh, yeah, yeah, and then they play some other teams. Who gives a shit? They're probably gonna win two more games. Yeah, the buys after that, right? Buys right after the Steelers game, which is great because no one can lose that week. And then a massive string of division games. <laughs> that uh, that just reminds me of my dad. My dad would just look at the paper sometimes. The Sun Times, we were a Sun Times family, and uh, read the paper, and he'd look up and he goes, "Can't lose this week, Nico." I'm like, "They can't." And he goes, "Yeah, they're on the bye week." You know, we were in NWI times. Oh, okay, yeah. But when I was old enough to stop at the store and get the paper on the way to work, I got the Sun-Times because it opened like a magazine. Yeah, it's the magazine style, tabloid style, I believe they call it. Um, you can go yeah. right to the crossword, do that, you know. While you're pooping. And then come back to the sports. <laughs> Jay Mariotti telling you why this guy's yeah. not good enough to play football. Jay Mariotti, you know, how come black people smell different? <laughs> Jay Marriott is a racist, folks. Just saying. And a woman beater on top of it. Uh, <laughs> I, I I know we've only got 20 minutes in. There's really nothing more. I mean, I, I'm not going to pick out a play the Bears were bad at. They were just all three phases of the game. They sucked. Um, uh, so I don't know. This might be just a short episode. I was gonna uh, emotionally. I'm not swaying one way or the other on the team, but this was just it was one of the worst games I've ever seen. 
like I said, they weren't playing a division rival, and there were no stakes, so there's nothing really to get upset about. But my God, the offense just it, it was sickening to watch. Uh, we we talk- spent more time talking about Days of the New and what a weird <laughs> fucking band that is <laughs> than watching this fucking uh, game. Talk about shelf on the room, am I right? Uh, <laughs> shelf in the room, sorry. Uh, not that it matters who gives a shit. Like somebody's like, "Whoa, Days of the New on the Nico and Chris podcast." How uh, dare you talk about Travis Meeks in that manner, <laughs> dear sirs? I was listening to your show like I do every week, and then I heard you talk about one of my favorite bands. That's right, Days of the New, and how you besmirch their name. That's right, <laughs> I say besmirch again. <laughs> uh, we were talking about it's alternative gonna be a music. Facebook page called Meeks Fans Against Nico and Chris. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Oh, man. Uh, we're going to get an Instagram message from Jay Mariotti. Fuck you. <laughs> it's going to have that picture of the parking sign that says Meek Fans Parking Only. <laughs> no Nico and Chris is allowed. <laughs> Oh, man. And but then one Nico and one Chris are going to poke their head out of the treehouse. Yeah, we could have one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, uh, yeah, this will probably be a short episode for sure. Um, yeah, we got nothing. We got. I mean, well, what's to get? I mean, there's not much to get. So uh, any final thoughts really for you, sir? Bears lose next week at home. Hey, yeah. I mean, cheap tickets for us when Andrew gets here. So yeah, yeah, exactly. We, we, we yeah, can't and wait so for that. folks. Bears Cardinals, December fifth. That show we're doing from the parking lot because there's no fucking way we're going to be sober enough to record after that shit show. <laughs> He's right. Uh, yeah, so I, I I tend to agree. There's not really much. I don't I don't know much about the um, San Francisco 49ers. I just know that they're a team and uh, they're not as good right now as they. They want to be, and uh, the Bears are as nasty. You don't as have to be are. to beat Chicago. You don't. You don't. What's funny is you saw if you do watch the NFL, uh, you saw the the Bengals like torch up the Ravens, and they couldn't even beat the Bears four weeks ago. So who knows? You know, um, for everybody calling to fire a, a team on week two or week three is a completely different right. team in week seven. Now teams are finding their identity, right, exactly. and the Bears have unfortunately found theirs. The Bucks did not even beat the Saints in the regular season last year, and then beat them in the playoffs. They didn't even beat the Bears. So remember that. Yeah, it could be, like you said, it could be week two. That doesn't mean that's not your whole season. Yeah, I'm sure there's plenty of Tom Brady Patriots teams that started the season one and one. And still ended up winning the Super Bowl. Or even going And, to and beating Detroit like every NFL team will this season right. and a Las Vegas Raiders team about to lose their head coach. Right. The, these aren't metrics to measure success. No, by. they're exciting. They're exciting for us. We want the team to win. We're not sitting here going like, "Oh, we, we don't want to dump on it." The show is better to make when the team wins, you and people I mean? listen, and people listen, and you, you have good times. We, we might be just throwing this one into the void. To be honest, <laughs> you have good times. You eat victory nachos or whatever. Uh, you, know? you have your, you have your shit. Let's see. Let me give some shout-outs to people I know are going to listen. Brian Bentley, thank you. Yeah, uh, we I love you. Yeah. Uh, Blake Heckler, what's up? Uh, I know we said we'd have you on the show this year. We'll talk about that. Uh, that's it. All two of you. Casey, Casey Aldrin, my old buddy from the restaurant days. Yeah. yeah. He's. I think he still listens from time to time. Um, when he can, he's you know he's got a family, so we all got families. Not me, but he does. 
yeah. So yeah, that's it. That's that's all the Bears talk. Yeah. Uh, I guess we can make a, uh, a prediction for next week. So I'll take. I'll say the 49ers do win, and I'll say it's something easy, seventeen to ten. I'm gonna say thirty-one seventeen Niners. Okay, you're you're actually gonna give the Bears more than one touchdown score. I like yeah. optimism. Or uh, for some reason. They just uh, score five field goals and get a safety. That's where they get the 17. So. <laughs> <laughs> From the little bit I've investigated about the Niners, they don't have the kind of defense that's going to absolutely decimate. No, and I mean... Because uh, coming into this game, the Bucks had the number one run defense, and that's kind of what the Bears were relying on, right. and getting Damian Williams back. And I mean, they did run the ball pretty well, but... The Bucks aren't going to be afraid of that because they know the Bears don't have any other their other games. Exactly. They know their wide receivers don't get open. They know they don't even scheme their wide receivers to get open. You know, that's the thing. I remember a few years ago, remember the Bucks game where uh, Mitch threw six touchdowns against them. Yep. And I remember the knock on that was like, yeah, he looked good, but they had to scheme the wide receivers open. And it's like, well... You know, what's wrong with that? And you I mean love, like every other team? Like a lot of other teams do. And it's like, and I mean, you do want to win those one-on-ones. Like the Mike Evans touchdown that he got. You know, Jalen Johnson was all over him. It was just a perfectly placed ball. You know what I mean? I don't know what else a team should do. You know, I, I, tell me how teams should succeed better if you're, you know, Mr. NFL Smarty Pants. So, um, well, that I mean, you, you can't single coverage Mike Evans. No, Quite you blade. can't. It, but the problem is that leaves Chris Godwin open on the other side. It's just, <laughs> yeah. I mean, what, what? There, there's no answer. Yeah, there's no answer to stop this Bucks team because they're loaded right now. That's it, and they're six and one for a reason. And the answer great. Chicago would normally have in a situation like that is pressure the quarterback, make him make a bad throw with no Robert with, Quinn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, with Hicks out, Quinn out. Uh, you know, um, you're playing reserves. I think uh, I I noticed this. I think uh, Khalil Mack was sitting out like every third play. Oh, I'm sure he was. I'm sure he was beat. You know, like just winded the whole time. I mean, and that Tampa temperature. I mean, it gets humid down in Florida. I don't know what the temperature was today. So eighty two. Sure. Okay. And drizzly. Okay, so it wasn't. I'm sure it wasn't terrible, but. It's Florida weather, so it's got to be somewhat humid. Again, it's That's just... That's probably like trying to play in fucking sandpaper. Right. So, I mean, you know, there's a million reasons as to why the Bears are 3 and 4. Um, we know. We can go over them and over them and over them. And, and look, I'm not trying to, like, you know, bitch out and not say, like, not say anything interesting. What more can you expand on? The Bears come in. They look unprepared. At times, they look undisciplined. They look like a team that doesn't have a counter answer. And that's the biggest problem is that and the offense looks juvenile. Yeah. At best. And this is the, this isn't a new thing. This is four years in the running now. So there's a lot of questions and a lot of things that need to be answered. You know, the and the big worry is again, and I'm gonna say it again, I said it last week, I think, is that when you get your wish and they fire, let's say they fire Pace and Nagy tandem, right? When they get rid of those guys, do you trust the bosses at the Chicago Bears to hire the next guy right. No. No. Remember this. Jerry Angel is probably the most successful GM since Mike Ditka left. Not, and Mike Ditka wasn't the GM, but since the Mike Ditka era. The Bears had to hire a firm to hire him because they didn't know who to hire. You know what I mean? Does that tell you how the ownership group works? And, I'm, and, I, and I don't want to squash your dreams and your hopes. The Bears could, you know, accidentally fall in ass first into a good coach or in a good GM situation. But 
probably maybe not you know who knows I, I uh, my my thing is that I wouldn't bet a lot on it. You know what I mean? No, they'll, they'll do what they did with Nagy. They'll find a guy who's a hot name around the league. Remember, they just liked him because he was so excited about coaching the team. They hired Ryan Pace because what what was one of the reasons they said they hired Ryan Pace? They showed him around Hallis Hall and showed him all the pictures and this and that. And he goes, wow, a lot of this stuff is in black and white. And that impressed George enough yeah. to want to hire him. <laughs> And I, you know, I think I, I'm going to put in my resume for the Bears and be like, "Hey, this place is great. What's your cafeteria like?" And I hope to get hired because <laughs> obviously, all you got to do is just give just them. Like while you're walking, around. damn, you respect the culture. <laughs> Boy, you guys certainly have a football team around here. Wow, the history. I just I want to breathe it in. When can you start? Can we? Can we? Uh, have McCaskey talks like fucking. Uh, What's the station family game now? <laughs> Peter? Hey, uh, hey, Meg, when can you stand? <laughs> oh, man, I'd rather have my Lacunas be the coach of this team right can, now. Can we get you a salmon helmet from Muhammad? <laughs> that's that's two references for you if you didn't get that joke. Uh, yeah, so, I mean... We just, shan't explain. Just remember where this... this also, Jay Mariotti, if you're listening, fuck you. Yeah, really, you're a dick. I didn't like you on Around the Horn then, and I don't like you now, even though you're not on Around the Horn anymore. Wherever you are, just eat shit. I hope you, I hope you jackass. Oh, you know what? Last week, I, I do want to explain something from last week. Last week, I was all like angry at Aaron Rodgers, and I said some mean stuff. I said, I hope he dies, or someone stabs him, or something like that. And um, I just want to say, for the record... I meant all that fucking shit. Yeah, now gang, that gang, bitch. now that cooler heads have prevailed, I'd like to say it in a more dulcet tone. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, I hope you die. I hope you get in a car accident. Eat shit. Fuck you. I hope you have the game-winning play in front of you for the NFC Championship game because you never advance further than that anymore. <laughs> and then you trip on your own untied shoelaces and fumble the ball, and the other team takes it back for a score. <laughs> And the other team takes it back for a score while they pile on their forty-six to nothing victory over the Packers. Also, the diversion series sucks. Yeah, I heard it's not very good. Okay, well, I think that's it for now. Uh, that was the Nico and Chris Bear post game wrap up podcast show featuring Nico and Chris. That was Nico. That was Chris. I almost said my own name. Uh, <laughs> make sure to follow the show. <laughs> that was Nico. You're right. That was Nico, bitch. <laughs> and that was Jay Mariotti. <laughs> With a racist comment about how much he hates women. Here's Woody Page talking about something from the 70s. <laughs> oh, shit. He's got a chalkboard. That's funny. It's, it's hilarious. Uh, make sure to follow the show. First guess on Twitter and Instagram. And listen yeah, uh, to the Sarah Spain and Mia Kimes, if you're listening, and I know you are, get us on Around the Horn. Sup. Oh, also that dude who traded the six, number 600 ball for Tom Brady for just a shirt and like like a burrito or something, you got to hold off for a lot more than that. That was a dumb move. That was a bad trade. That, that's what you, you should have traded for some Bitcoin for something. You know what I mean? Uh, anything. So, uh, yeah. So, bear down. Yeah, uh, Nico, bear down. Okay, Chris. I, I, think, I'll, I think I'll try it. <laughs> you know what? I think I will bear down.